I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, every day, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. You can fool some of the people some of the time, but you can't fool all the people all the time. Eventually, a gimmick gets old. Straight all exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has, relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. DreOlday.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. Two questions I get asked the most. Number one, Dre, is there a way that I can talk to you on a regular basis for accountability to make sure I'm staying consistent and to get help with any challenges I may have ongoing? And number two, Dre, are you going to write any more books? Answer to both of those questions are yes and hell yes. Let me tell you how you can do both in one shot. I want you to go to workonyourgameuniversity.com where you have the option of getting my Bulletproof Bulletin, which is my monthly magazine that I'm sending out every single month to everyone who is a member of my university, where every month I'm writing new material that is fresh game for you to work on your personal growth and your business growth. I'm going to send that physically in your mailbox every single month. Again, that's called the Bulletproof Bulletin. That is for everybody who is a member of my university at workonyourgameuniversity.com. Now you have another option while you're right there on that page. You can also join my mastermind. This is where you can talk to me on a regular basis. I mean, every single week, you're going to get a live training from me. I answer all questions. We handle all challenges and hold each other accountable. That is inside of my Bulletproof Mastermind. It's the second level of my university where, as I just said, every week I have a live training where I'm going to teach on a subject that melds personal development and business development where we get straight to the point. No bullshit, no fluff, no filler material. I take the complex challenges that you're dealing with right now and I simplify them in a bite-sized way, just like I do here on the show every single day. Now, you can get all the information and all the details about both of these programs and all the bonuses that I didn't even mention because, by the way, I took all the courses that I've ever created. I have a course on how to use your social media story for maximum impact. I have a course called Bulletproof Mindset 2.0. That is my deepest material on mental toughness, discipline, leadership, and communication skills. I have a course called People Skills on building rapport and leading other people, as well as leading yourself and how you can get your point across to others. I have a course called Content Machine about creating content that will help you lay the foundation for building your brand the same way that I've done and that I continually do. I have a course called Toughen Up, one called Unapologetic, one called Sell Yourself. I have another course called 25 Hours about time management and time control. I have a 30 Days of Discipline course, an ASAP Confidence course, and a bunch of other courses. I'm not even going to list them all because this audio clip will be too long if I list everything. All of those bonuses I'm throwing in for free as you become a member of my university and of my mastermind. All the information, all your options, and you can get started right now by going to workonyourgameuniversity.com. Again, that is workonyourgameuniversity.com if 
you a want to know if i'm going to write anymore yes i am i'm going to write as a matter of fact every month i'm going to send you a new copy of my magazine with fresh new material for you to keep your game focused sharp and on point and b you want to work with me directly you want to be able to talk to me every week get your questions answered get your challenges handled and network and build relationships and connect with a community of like-minded professionals who are serious about their game like you are all of that happens in my bulletproof mastermind all information and you're going to get started by going to work on your game university.com right now you are now tuned in to the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques and mentalities all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is how to eliminate all alternatives and be the only option in whatever it is you are offering. So we've been doing a, a lot of conversations on around the topics of business and selling the last few days here on this podcast. So we're just, we're just going to keep this one going. So we talked about business is always personal, never personal. Five days ago, six days ago, are you a salesperson or order taker? How to be a true salesperson, the business show and sales over skills. We've been going into a lot of sales topics for the last week straight. And we're going to keep it going with today's episode, at least today's episode, and also tomorrow's episode. There's just several things that have been on my mind here and I've been fleshing these out and talking about them. And we're just going to put them out all in order since I'm already talking about it. And people have been asking me questions about some of these things. So before I go into this one, first, let me tell everybody that I have a daily motivation text that I send out every single day free of charge. Everyone who's in my text community to receive it, all you got to do is text me at my text number, which is the following 305-384-6894. Send me a text at that number right there. And every single day, free of charge, you'll be getting a daily motivation text, which is guaranteed to keep you focused, sharp, and on point for the day ahead. Again, 305 305- 3846894. So this topic here today, and I said that we've been talking about selling. I want you all to understand that when I say that the topic is about selling, that does not mean that some of you should turn this episode off or skip to the next one or you know, wait for tomorrow's episode. That's not what this means because all of us are salespeople on some level. Even if, as I've said, even if you think you're not good at sales or you don't like sales or you don't like the prospect of selling or being sold to, you sold yourself on that very idea in the first place. There's selling happening at all times. Look at the food that you ate today. If you didn't grow it in your own garden and pull it out, out of the ground and then go cook it and make it yourself, if there was anything, if there's any ingredient that you used other than stuff that you grew in your own garden, then somebody sold that ingredient to you. Look at the clothes that you're wearing. If you didn't sew those clothes by hand with cotton that you picked in your own field, in your own plantation, then somebody sold something to you. The clothes that you wear, the food that you eat, the electronics that you are utilizing to listen to this right now. If you didn't build it yourself, somebody sold that to you. The data plan or the Wi-Fi that is allowing this signal to transmit to your device and to your ears, somebody sold that to you. The device that you're listening to this, if you're not listening to it out loud on the speaker, you got something in your ear like an earbud or an AirPod or some headphones. Did you build those? No, somebody sold them to you. So look at around in the building that you're in right now. If you're in a car. Did you build that car from zero? No, probably not. Somebody sold it to you. The building that you're in, the house, the apartment, the office building, 
somebody sold that to you. If you are on public transportation, somebody sold you the ride on that public transportation. You had to pay to get on the bus. You had to pay to get on the plane. You had to pay to get on the train. All of these things have been sold to you. If you really look around in your life, there's so many things around you that you have purchased. Somebody sold them to you. And if you look at your successes in life, the things that you have done, if you're on your way to work right now, you had to sell yourself to even get that job in the first place. So there's all kinds of selling going on all the time. So if you think that you're not a salesperson, actually, you are a salesperson. There are many things that you have already sold in life. You have sold yourself on many things, i.e. the stuff that you have purchased from another person and people have sold things to you and these things will continue to happen. So any of you who thinks you're not a salesperson, I just fix your mindset on that. Now let's get to today's topic, which is eliminating alternatives. And this is for salespeople who, and that's everybody. Now I just explained to you that we're all salespeople. If you want to stand out in your field, and I don't just mean standing out when you have a product that you are peddling, that you want to sell to other people in exchange for their $5 or $5,000. I'm also talking about if you're trying to get a job and there are 20 people vying for the same job and you really want that job, how do you make yourself the best or only option amongst the other 19 applicants for the job? If you're trying to make the basketball team and there are 17 guys trying out, but only 12 roster spots, how do you make sure you're one of the 12 that the coach chooses? If you're trying to get a date with the girl that you like and there are three other guys trying to get that same date, how do you make yourself the only option, the one that she absolutely has to choose? How do you do this in any situation where people have an option? And in life these days, almost all of us have a lot of options, probably more options than we even need. This is where the paradox of choice comes in. How do you make yourself the only option or at least the best option in the eyes of the person whose attention you are trying to get? That's what we're talking about here today. Point number one, the topic once again is how to eliminate alternatives and be the only option. Number one, have something distinctive about you that is objectively and clearly different about you compared to the alleged alternatives. And I use the word alleged alternatives because if there's something that is objectively and clearly distinctive about you, then those other people or things or entities, they are not really other options because you're so different that if they choose you, then it's completely different from those other guys. They choose one of those other guys or companies or girls, then they're getting something completely different. So they're not really alternatives. You are basically decommoditizing yourself. Commodity, for those who don't understand that language, it means basically you are easily replaceable. If I send you to the grocery store, for example, and say, get me some ketchup, there's probably 30 different brands of ketchup that you could buy. And if you took the label off of the container of the ketchup you bought, I probably couldn't tell the difference from one to probably the first 25 of them. I probably couldn't tell the difference in any of them. They all pretty much taste the same. That is a commodity. A commodity is when You could be easily replaced with something else that is close enough that most people would not be able to tell the difference. Most people can't tell the difference between the taste of Coke and the taste of Pepsi, but they are the top two brands. And when someone goes and gets a cola soda, they're usually either going to choose Coke or Pepsi because they dominate that space. So they are not commoditized, but at the top, they're pretty similar, even though many people have their strong preferences, but they have strong brands. But when it comes to Many other areas, especially in what we're talking about here is areas in which you are selling, whether you're a candidate for a job, a candidate for a date, candidate to make a team, you're trying to sell your product to somebody and other people are trying to sell products to that same person. How do you make sure that you don't get commoditized, i.e. easily replaceable, i.e. you are non-fungible? All right. Basically, you want to make yourself an NFT, but like the human version. All right. You want to make yourself non-fungible. How do you do that? You have to have something that is objectively and clearly different about you. 
These two words are very important. These two adjectives that I just used there, objectively and clearly. Objectively means it's not just you tell everybody what makes you different. Most people, if you ask them, hey, what makes you different from other people? They will say something that is not objectively and clearly that make that does not objectively and clearly make them different. They might think that, but they're clearly not understanding what I'm saying here. To give you an example, I was texting with a gentleman just yesterday from when I'm recording this, and he was saying that he's trying to establish his brand, his personal brand, and you know, be out here and do his thing. It was, it was kind of vague what he was saying he wanted to do. So I asked him, okay, well, I said to him, first of all, I said, well, to be a brand, there needs to be something that is distinctive about you that is different from anyone else out there. So when someone thinks of that thing, they think of you and they think of you, they think of that thing. What is that about you? And this gentleman responded by saying something along the lines of, well, I'm a jack of all trades. I can do a whole bunch of different things. I'm just the best person for the job. I'm really good at what I do. It was a lot of generic things. Basically, the things that he was saying were things that I could have copied everything that he said and said the same thing about myself. And there's no way that anyone could know whether I was telling the truth or not. They couldn't tell if he was telling the truth or not. And the point being, that is the exact point that is not objectively different because a thousand other people could take what this guy was saying to me about himself and they could say it too. Nobody would be able to tell if he was telling the truth or if the other guy was telling the truth. Who knows who's the person that is the best at all around person? They do all these different things and you know they are the best at the job and they're a jack of all trades and all these things that he was saying. They were very generic things. And I explained to him in a brief response that, well, listen, anybody else could take the same things that you said and say it about themselves and they could be telling the truth too. Just like you could be telling the truth, but it's not clear that you're different from anybody else if that's all you had to say about yourself. You need something that's a little bit more specific than that. And it's the same thing that I'm telling you. If you want to stand out and make sure there are no alternatives, in other words, you want to be non-fungible, you do not want to be a commodity, there must be something about you that is objectively different. This is a very important word, not subjectively. Subjectively different is what this gentleman was telling me in text. He was telling me all these things that were basically his opinions of himself that maybe are 100% true. But there's no way for me as a consumer to know if they're true until I was to you know, take whatever it is that he's doing and at least try it out and see it for myself. But if you're trying to sell me something, I have to buy it before I get a chance to test it out. So that is not going to work if you're trying to sell yourself. You need something that you can say about yourself before someone samples your product that is true, that they can see and they can agree. You know what? That is different about everybody else. It needs to be objective, meaning anybody can see it and admit that, damn, that is different. Even if they don't like you, even if they're neutral about you, even if they're not going to buy, they can still look at you and they would have to admit, damn, that part about you is different from everybody else out there. What is that for you? You need to know what this is. And it needs to be clear. It needs to be obvious. It needs to be objective. Again, anybody can point it out, not just you pointing it out. If you're the one saying that this is what makes you different, then you got to test that out because somebody else look at you and also agree. And you could you should ask somebody. This is the value of having some people around you some not friends, like I talked about in episode 1031, some people who can tell you the truth, that if you're bullshitting yourself about what makes you different, because you're just talking about your subjective opinion versus what somebody can objectively see, you need to have some people in your circle who can tell you, like, yo, that is not really that different from anybody else. You sound like everybody else, even though you say that you're different. There are other shows out there in the podcasting world or thought leadership world, whatever world you want to call it, it's the content world. Other shows out there to talk about things like mindset. Now, I didn't invent talking about mindset, but nobody else, there is no one else who puts out their show every day with a full episode of substance like I do. There's some people who put out their show every day, but if you look at their feed, you see the episodes like two minutes, three minutes, there's a little clip, 
they borrow some audio from somebody else and they post it just so they can say they have a daily show. Those shows are bullshit. They don't give you 20, 30 minutes of substance every single day like I do. There is no other show that gives you 20 to 30 minutes of substance with one person every single day. I don't use anybody else's material. I'm not copying and pasting from something else. I don't give you encore episodes. I'm on vacation. So let me run back an episode from three years ago. No, every single day, I'm giving you brand new, substantial material. There is no one else who can say that. Nobody. That is objectively and clearly different. Now, some other things that I talk about, I'm not the only person in the world to ever talk about selling or confidence or discipline or mental toughness or what's other thing, any other thing that I talk about. I didn't invent any of those topics, but nobody does it every single day. And as far as the angle from which I approach, I could say that that's different, but you would have to t- you would have to sample it to figure that out. Those of you who listen, you probably already know that, but you had to have seen or heard something about me to get you to come in in the first place to know that. Other people who are in the content creation space couldn't keep up the pace that I at which I produce simply because they couldn't come up with substance like content the same way that I do every single day. This is obvious that my stuff is substance every day is a new episode every day. Those are facts. Now, me saying that I'm better, that's an opinion. If you believe I'm better, that's still an opinion. If a thousand people think I'm better, that's still an opinion. But subjectively and objectively clear is every single day, 20, 30 minutes, new material. Those are all facts. This difference that I'm telling you that you need to figure out, I just told you one difference about me, but the difference for you, it can be in your style of delivery. It can be in your personality. It can be some angle that you take that other people don't want to take. It can be in who you're serving because you could say, look, I got the only podcast out there that is directed specifically at military veterans, male military veterans who are now running their own businesses or ex-firefighters who are trying to figure out what they're going to do next in their lives or mothers of at least two children under the age of five years old who are stay-at-home moms. You can choose a niche category and that right there can be the objective difference that separates you from everybody else. You just need to figure out something about you that makes you objectively and clearly different from everyone else if you want to be the only option. It has to be clear enough that nobody can question that line when you draw that line. Point number two. Today's topic, once again, is how to eliminate alternatives and be the only option in your space. Second thing you must do is what I call throwing rocks at the competition. What does this mean? You need to see what everyone else who's in your, everyone who might be driving in the same lane as you, people who are parallel to you in terms of material, meaning they might talk about the same things. Maybe they're serving the same audience. Maybe they have a similar background to you. Maybe they look like you. They sound like you. They're trying to sell similar products to you. Or maybe they were in it before you came in it. Whatever it is, you need to see what those other people believe, see what they do, see what they represent. All right. Notice where, what direction the game is going. And then identify something amongst their norms that you do not agree with, something that you are against, something about you or about the way you think or about your approach that differs from theirs and that you are willing to be open about, that you're willing to be open and honest and vocal about and then make a big deal out of that difference. That's what throwing rocks at the competition means. Now, some of you, when you hear this, and I've had entrepreneurs who I've talked to, people in the thought leadership space who I've talked to, and I explained this very point to them, what I just said to you, and I've gotten pushback from some people who say things like, well, Dre, look, I do want to stand out. I do want to be different. I do want to make sure I carve out my space in the field, but I don't want to be controversial or you know, do things to maybe be antagonistic towards other people in the field 
just so I can get attention. I've had people say that to me. Maybe some of you are thinking that right now. Well, let me explain something to you to back up my point and to respond to that response, if that's what you're thinking. If what you're doing is so similar to other people who are already in the space, who are running parallel to you, who have a similar approach, talking about a similar topic, offering similar ideas, similar content, selling similar products. If what you're doing is so similar to them, so as there is not anything that is clearly different about you or your approach, here's my question to you. What the hell do we need you for? And I'm letting that question sink in because if you can't answer that, then that should be telling you something about why your business or your idea or your brand is not getting traction. Because all you're offering is something that already exists. Why do we need you? All you're saying is stuff that someone has already said. Why are you here? If all you can bring to the table is something that is already at the table, you are redundant. You are indeed fungible, i.e. replaceable. Why do we need you? So there needs to be something about your approach, your ideas, your mindset, your way of doing things that is different from everyone else out there. And you need to make it clear what it is You need to make light of it and you need to draw as much attention as possible to that difference. So while even though you are similar in all of these other ways, in this one way, you are different. And that one way that makes you different is what is going to allow people to understand you because you are similar to these people. And this is what people already get. The consumer already understands. But I'm not like everybody else because of this difference here or maybe these two differences or maybe these three differences. And that allows the consumers to understand in their minds. Okay, here's why Mike is not the same as everybody else. Here's why Dre is different from everybody else who's doing this thing. Here's why I need to go listen to what Lisa is saying, because this difference right here makes her different from everybody else out there. This is the crux of what makes you stand out in the space. You see, you don't need to create a brand new genre. You don't need to create a brand new way of thinking for people, because if you're trying to create something brand new, now you have to educate people on what the new thing is. And that's very hard to do. People don't usually want to learn a brand new thing. They just want more of what they already get, but different. And this is where you create this differentiation between you and everybody else by doing what I'm telling you here, throwing rocks at the competition. And I'll give you some examples of this in a moment. So see what everybody else believes and what they represent that you are actually against. I'm not saying you need to manufacture something that you're against, but if that works, you can do that as well. But something that you're willing to stand against and then go against it and make that difference known over and over and over again until there is a wide chasm between them and you, while at the same time, you're still not confusing your consumer. Let me give you an example so that you can understand this. Back in the late 90s, going into the early 2000s, Apple, the computer and phone company that probably made the phone you're listening to me on right now, they had a series of ads they ran. They put a lot of money in this ad campaign. They ran it for a long time. Those of you who are old enough to remember probably remember these ad campaigns. If you go on YouTube, you can look these up because there are videos that have all of them just back to back to back. You can watch these ads where the Apple would have this guy. He would be holding a laptop, most of the time be a laptop. And he was like a youngish, cool type of guy. Now, this guy, his energy was like, I'm the cool guy. I'm the young, hip guy. I'm the, the new generation of people. And he would be holding a laptop and he'd walk up to and this other man would be walking in the other direction. And it would be this older man, probably middle aged guy. He had on a, a business suit. It was all buttoned up, had on a pair of glasses. And he just looked more geeky and just less cool and less coordinated. And this guy was supposed to represent the guy in the suit, the geeky old guy. He was supposed to represent and he kind of favored. He looked like Bill Gates and Bill Gates. Those you don't know, 
He's the pioneer of the PC, the personal computer, whereas Apple is the pioneers of the Mac computer, which is a computer that's more, more user friendly for people who are not really computer people, but they want a computer. That's what the Apple was. And what Apple did in that series of campaigns is they lampooned, quote unquote, Bill Gates. It wasn't really Bill Gates in the ads, but this guy favorite Bill Gates and everyone who watched the ads knew exactly what Apple was doing. They were making fun of Bill Gates and they were painting. They were drawing this clear line that us as Apple, we are the young, cool, hip community of people using computers. Whereas these guys over here in Bill Gates, they're old, they're buttoned up, they're geeky. They have no social skills. They're about to get washed away. We're the new community that is coming in. And then all the ads, these two guys will talk to each other. The young, cool Apple guy and old geeky Bill Gates guy, they would talk to each other. And Bill Gates would just say something stupid. And the Apple guy would kind of look at him like he was an idiot and basically clowning him without clowning him. That's what Apple did in these ads. And he ran these ads for a really long time. And this is really, that was really the genesis in this era, in this century of Apple really establishing who is our core audience and who are we really, whose attention are we really trying to get? This is notwithstanding their ad that they had back in 1984, which I didn't even remember that ad. I wasn't old enough to remember that ad, but some of you might be old enough to remember that one. But in the modern, in this century, let's just say last 25 years, those ads that I'm talking about with the young Apple guy, random Apple guys, wasn't Steve Jobs. It was just a random Apple guy because those of you who know who Steve Jobs is, Steve Jobs was about just as old and probably when it came to social skills, probably just as awkward if you read the book, Steve Jobs or Walter Isaacson. Steve Jobs probably just as socially awkward as Bill Gates was, but they didn't use Steve Jobs in ad. It was just this young random dude who's probably half the age of Steve Jobs. He represented Apple, whereas they had this suit guy representing Bill Gates. But that was the whole point was throwing rocks at the PC generation. These people who use PCs, you're old and you're the whack and you don't have these social abilities and you're walking around in your suit and tie. Look at me. I'm in my jeans and T-shirt, but I'm still using the computer and my computer is better than yours. And I understand things better than you do. That was the whole purpose of those ads. I would suggest for those of you who don't remember these and even those of you who do, because it's been a while since they ran these ads because they don't have to anymore because now they got everybody on Apple. Go look these ads up on YouTube. Look up Mac versus PC commercials. And they're are montages where people took all of those ads and they put them back to back in one YouTube video. Look up these YouTube videos so you can see exactly what I mean when it comes to throwing rocks at Windows as old, out of touch, outdated, and decidedly uncool. That was the very point. And it got Apple a lot more mainstream customers based on those ads. Give you another example. There's a guy named Russell Brunson. He's the first person I actually heard talk about throwing rocks at the competition. And Russell Brunson is a guy who created a company called ClickFunnels. You don't know what ClickFunnels is. Basically, in a short version of it, is it, they have a software that allows you to use sales funnels. And a sales funnel is just a simple way of being able to string together purchases and sales for your consumers. It's an easier way to sell things online. That if you ask Russell Brunson, what does he do? That's what he would say. I help entrepreneurs sell things on the internet. That is what Russell does. And I remember running into a webinar that Russell had to offer. A webinar is just an online presentation. I signed up for the webinar because one of the things that he said in the headline to his webinar was that the website is dead. If you sell things on the internet, having a website is an old idea. You need to get rid of it. And the first thing I'm thinking to myself is what? I have a website. What's this guy talking about? Websites are dead. Websites are how you sell things on the internet. How else am I going to sell something on the internet if it's not through a website? So because I had that conversation in my head, I signed up for Russell's webinar. So his webinar headline did exactly what it was supposed to do. Get people just like me to pay attention. So let me tell you what happened. I watched his webinar. It was only about an hour long. And in this webinar, Russell explained 
the concept of a funnel, which I just briefly explained to you. He explained it in a little bit more detail, but in very simple English, he explained why a funnel is a better idea than a website. Whereas a funnel is, it's still technically a website, but it's a series of web pages instead of one big website with all these different pages. It's a series of web pages where the whole purpose is to actually drive the consumer, the user to do one thing on each page instead of giving them 20 different options where they can get confused. And it made a lot of sense the way he explained it. So what he did was explain this concept of a funnel. And then once he got you to understand, hey, a funnel actually is better than having a website. It was the next thing he did. He offered me a free trial of using his software, which is called Click Funnels. It's a way of creating funnels. And voila, nowadays, if you look at any website of mine, any URL that I mentioned, work on your game, university.com, mirroromotivation.com, third day book, com, dreallday.com. Guess what? Every one of them is hosted on ClickFunnels. Every one of them is actually the start of a funnel. You click on anything on any of my URLs that I give you, you are inside of a funnel. Even though it might still feel like a normal website, it is actually a funnel. And that's the very point of it. You don't need to understand that as a funnel to go through it, but it makes it a lot easier for people like me, the salesperson, to get you to do what I want you to do and get you towards what you actually want and not confusing you with too many options like a traditional website would. So Russell Brunson took the very concept of a website, which most people had come to accept and agree upon by this point. And ClickFunnels just came out in 2014. This company's not even 10 years old as of this recording. He took the general idea of a website, which most people at that time were rushing to go build a website. Like, I want to sell things on the internet. I want to build a brand. I need to have a website, right? He took that very idea that most people had agreed to and threw rocks at it. And because he was throwing rocks at it, he got a lot of people's attention. And when he got their attention, then he told them about his way of doing things, sold them on that, and then he got people to start using his software. And since I first heard of him, this is around 2016 when I first heard of Russell, I have been using his software ever since and paying for it every month ever since. So Russell Brunson has made a, a lot of money from me just by this very concept of throwing rocks at the competition. Now understand, throwing rocks at the competition does work, but you must have the balls to do it. You got to have the balls to throw rocks at the competition because you're going to be saying things and you're going to be challenging conventional wisdom. And I talked about having balls in episode 1796. So if you haven't listened to that one, it is linked down below in the show notes. When you challenge the conventional wisdom and you challenge what is already established, understand people are not just going to lay down and take that. The establishment is going to challenge you back. They're going to push back. They're going to start throwing rocks at you. You throw rocks at them, they're going to throw rocks at you. So now you got to be willing to stand on the things that you're saying. So when I say Nobody else puts out a show with full substance, 20, 30 minutes every single day. And the rest of these guys can't compete with me. And somebody else who has a podcast and they take umbers to that and they push back. I got to be able to stand on what I just said. So whatever you put out there to throw rocks at the competition, you better be willing and able to defend it. But you do need to have something. And the more you defend it and the more people push back, it actually draws more attention to you. So you got to have some balls. You got to have some substance. And whatever you say, it better be true. If you don't have the balls to do this, you cannot eliminate alternatives. You will continue to be a fungible commodity. Point number three, today's topic, once again, is how to eliminate alternatives and be the only option in your space. Number three, change your language to change the conversation. Change your language to change the conversation. Question, any of you who is a PC owner, you're on a PC, a personal computer. Let's talk laptops specifically. How many different options do you have when it comes to buying a laptop? If I want to buy a PC, personal laptop computer, how many different choices do I have? If I go to a computer store right now, if I go to Best Buy, 
I haven't been in Best Buy in a while, but if I, I would assume that if I go into a Best Buy, there'll be like, they, last time I was in there, there was a whole computer section. And in the computer section, they have rows and rows of all these different PCs, personal computers that I can buy. They all run on maybe the Windows operating system, which is what actually made Bill Gates rich, was the Windows operating system because it's on every PC. It doesn't matter what kind of computer you get. It doesn't have to be a Windows computer, but it runs on the Windows software. And that's how you no know, Bill made his money. There are a whole bunch of them. There are 50, 60 different ones. A lot of times people have PCs. They don't even know what brand of computer they have. They just know it's a PC. It doesn't even matter what brand it is because it's the operating system that matters more than the actual device itself, right? So you got a lot of different options, many, many options. How many alternatives are there, however, to a MacBook? I'm recording this right now. I have a MacBook computer in front of me, also an iPad and also a couple of iPhones. How many alternatives are there to a MacBook laptop? A MacBook Air specifically. How many alternatives are there? How many alternatives to a desktop Mac computer? How many alternatives to an iPad if you are an iPad user? How many alternatives to an iPhone if you own an iPhone? Even though technically there are alternatives to a MacBook. I mean, what I'm doing on this MacBook Air, I could be doing on a PC computer. But in my mind, I don't want to use anything other than a MacBook. I just like using the Mac. And most other people who are Mac users probably feel the exact same way. So how many alternatives are there really to a MacBook? Zero. There are no alternatives, even though a MacBook laptop is nothing but a laptop computer, just like all the PCs in Best Buy are laptop computers, all the same. They go to a website. They are going to look exactly the same. They perform pretty much the same functions. There are different ways of doing it, but they perform pretty much the same functions. But with MacBooks, there are not alternatives the same way there are alternatives to the PCs. So you go on Best Buy, you're going to see 50 different laptops that you can buy. You go on an Apple store. How many different laptops are there? There's only one laptop in there. They only have one option for laptops in an Apple store. How many options for tablet, tablet devices in an Apple store? Just one. It's called the iPad. Now, yes, there are different sizes to the iPad. You got the iPad Air, the iPad Pro and all that stuff, but they're all the same thing. iPad, different sizes, maybe a couple different functions, but they're all the iPad. How many different phones do they sell in the Apple store? They got one phone. It's called the iPhone. It comes in different sizes. They're different numbers, different amount of space, but it's all the same damn phone. They all do the exact same thing. Apple has one product for all of these lines, laptop, tablet, phone, one product. And there are no alternatives. You can't choose. There's nothing to pick and choose amongst when you go into an Apple store. You already know what they got. But any of you ever gone to an Apple store and was nobody in there? Any of you ever walked past an Apple store and there was no activity inside the Apple store? There's a whole bunch of employees standing around waiting for something to do. I've never, ever seen that. As long as the Apple store has existed, I've never seen an empty Apple store. As long as the store was open. There are alternatives, of course, but Apple has made its product so different just in the minds of their consumers that once you get into their world, you don't leave. This is brilliant, genius marketing and getting your consumer to buy into your product and into your world. This is genius stuff. That's what we call stickiness in business. So if you haven't read the book, Steve Jobs this is by Walter Isaacson. Go look up the book and read it because he's the guy who brainstormed and he's the guy who he was like the, the evil genius who saw all of this before it even happened. He died before most of this stuff even got to become as sticky as it has become with Apple. So go read that book, Steve Jobs. Any of you who's a salesperson, you want to sell more of your stuff. All right. He's a guy that it wouldn't hurt you to learn from.
And I say that I'm being tongue in cheek. You learn a lot from this guy's mindset and the way that he did things. If you go into, there's a, I remember I went to a hospital down in the, the Kindle section of Miami years ago. And at the front desk, I was talking to the administrator because I was trying to find the room of the person I was going to visit. And at the front desk, you know how they have the little sign there that says their job title or their name or something like that. And while I'm waiting for the woman to call the room and find out where I had to go and all that stuff, I looked at that sign. It, it didn't say administrator or secretary or front desk. Notice it. It said manager of first impressions. That was her title. Now, while you might look at that and say, it's just mere semantics, let me ask a question. Doesn't that sound like a different job, even though it's the same as being an admin or a secretary? Wouldn't you be more excited to go to a job where your title is managers or first impressions rather than being an administrator or a secretary? I think that person looks at their job a little bit differently than an admin does. In episode 1409, I told you that this show right here, I don't call this a podcast anymore. I call it a masterclass. This is the work on your game masterclass. Why? Because every day I'm giving you some serious game with serious substance. And again, I don't copy and paste anybody else's material. I don't give you little two minute episodes and cheat. I give you real substance every single day. No bullshit. So when you say these things and you change the language of how you're approaching things and how you talk about what you do, make sure, as I told you in point number two, make sure you can back it up. All right. Make sure you can back up your verbiage through your work, because if you can't do it, then you're just doing a gimmick. And the problem with gimmicks is even though it might work once or twice, as they say, you can fool some of the people some of the time, but you can't fool all the people all the time. Eventually, a gimmick gets old. But if you use different language than everybody else that you can actually back it up, everybody can know exactly what you're doing, even your competitors. But any damn thing they can do about it. That's when there are no alternatives. When they know what you're doing, there's no secrets to it, but they still can't copy it. They can't beat you at it. And they just got to own the fact that you're kicking their ass at that particular thing. And then when you know you've established this, you need to take that thing that you're kicking their ass at and you need to make sure the whole world knows about it, specifically the world of the people that you're trying to sell to. All this said, let's recap today's class, which is how to eliminate alternatives and be the only option. This is for every salesperson out there. And by the way, every one of you is a salesperson who wants to stand out. Point number one, have something distinctive about you that is objectively and clearly different from you compared to all the alternatives. Figure out what is objectively different. Again, it's very important that you understand that word objectively, not something that just you say about yourself, your opinion that you're better, but something that is clearly different that anyone can see from the outside looking in before they even sample your product. What is that for you? Draw that line and make it clear. Point number two, throw rocks at the competition. See what everybody else believes or does or represents and figure out how can you Make yourself similar, but very different in one way that everyone can understand. Like Apple, they made the same kind of computer that Bill Gates was making. The difference was Apple positioned themselves as young, hip and new, whereas Bill Gates, quote unquote, and the PCs were old, out of touch, outdated and uncool. Russell Brunson said, all right, you want to sell things online, right? You need a website, right? Wrong. What you actually need is a funnel. Well, what the hell is a funnel? He explained that and then he sold you his software that shows you how to make funnels and makes making funnels easy. This is how he made money. That's basically, I just gave you his whole business model right there in one sentence. Point number three, change your language to change the conversation. How many different PCs will you see if you go into a Best Buy or a Windows shop? Probably 10, 20 different types of PC options for laptops. But you go into Apple store, how many different laptops do they have? How many different tablets do they have? How many different phones do they have? There's no difference. This is one product. They got one product in all of those lines and no other options, yet they never run out of customers. That is stickiness. That is genius level marketing. 
and getting customers to buy into their world. If you own Apple anything, you should pay more attention to how many different watches do they have? They have one product in each line and they dominate with just that one product. If you can learn how to do that, you don't have to have 30 different ideas for what you're doing in business. You just need one thing that is different enough that people can clearly and objectively understand that difference, even if they don't know your industry very well and they can't explain it, but they understand the difference. That can make you stand out from everybody else and make sure however you choose to stand out, you can back it up. And when you can back it up and the whole world knows about it, it's an open secret, quote unquote, then you have your hands on a great opportunity. But if you're saying something that you can't back up, then it just becomes a gimmick and gimmicks get old quick. It's like eating too much candy. With all that said, send me a text to get my daily motivation text free of charge to your phone every day. My number is 305-384-6894. And any of you who is in business, all you professionals, that's everybody here. As I've said many times, you're ready to go to the next level. You're ready to go to the next step and work with me directly. Keep listening to the show, but you're ready to work with me directly on top of that. Go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. You can see all your options working with me, whether one-on-one or in a group. That's again at workonyourgameuniversity.com. Work on your game. Dre all day. I want you to send a text to this number, 305-384-6894. That is my direct text number. When you text me there, you'll be part of my texting community. And that means you're going to be receiving my daily motivation text, which I send out every single day to keep you sharp, focused, and mentally on point for the day in front of you. Send me a text at this number, 305-384-6894. One more time, 305-384-6894. Get daily motivation.